Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Listen and Learn or Not podcast. You have me, Anna D. You have Claire here. I love that song. (laughs) Life coach Lori is present. Yes, present and accounted for. Not singing. Check. Sadie's asleep, but she'll bark soon. (laughs) Lori, you like to post things that are so much fun. And uh, what Claire was singing was something that was sung by Jimmy Fallon and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. Yes. It was awesome. Is that a well-known song or is that something they just made up uh, on the whim? I mean, no, it's from Hamilton. You haven't seen Hamilton. Okay. First of all, she hasn't seen Mary Poppins. So don't even get started with Anna and the, oh my God, you haven't seen blankety blank, 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 because she's, she's missed a lot. By the way, I watched half of Mary Poppins. (laughs) Woo! So I'm halfway there. Oh wow. my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, that was one of the songs, one of the many awesome, amazing, fabulous songs. I did not want to see it, but when it came to Disney, my sister, who was totally addicted, she saw it in Seattle. She's like, you are going to come over and spend the day with me and watch this. And so I did, and oh my goodness, I fell in love. And then I listened to some podcasts with Lynn manuel on them, and he is just precious. I mean, I'm an older woman. He's precious. He's, he's just so good-hearted. <laughs> he loves his community. He loves people. He's humble. And, and then Jimmy Fallon, you know, he's adorable. So, I mean, it was the best mix. It was, yeah. It's really wonderful. And it's it's just all about how Broadway is coming back and how the two of them were singing a song lamenting how they miss Broadway and the, the overpriced snacks and, and, and people coming late to the theater. And then it just, in true Jimmy Fallon fashion, it just opened up into this huge musical number starring a lot of real Broadway stars who are all excited to be to be coming back to perform live. And they, they ended up with that song from Hamilton, but they kind of ran through other popular musicals that are that are that that had been running when the, when the pandemic hit, like uh, Dear Evan Hansen and Moulin Rouge and um, Hamilton, of course, and a, and a couple of other things. And um, it was just beautifully put together. I mean, even if you're not a Broadway person, if you just like at Jimmy Fallon, you will just love this whole bit. They change costumes and they dance and they sing and then they're in front of a live studio audience, which Jimmy Fallon hadn't had in a year. All of these comedians have been performing to a blank wall for a year. So imagine all of these guys, the late show hosts and the Kelly Clarksons and everybody who are in front of an audience now. It's it's the same feeling as radio people. We have kind of a skewed sense of it because we're used to just talking to the microphone <laughs> right mm-hmm. and for them they need live humans to feed off of so it's just it's a really just a great celebration yes they did that was so clever it felt like a celebration i love that word claire because that's what <laughs> it felt like it was like yes <laughs> it's all that confetti yes the confetti what did jimmy say it's confetti confetti makes it real or something like that right <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because what I was telling Claire I loved is that there were the real people there. Kristen Chenoweth, of course, Lynn. And who was the other one we were talking about? Felicia Rashad, Jimmy Smith, who we all know from L.A. Law. Oh, my God. I love uh, him. In the Heights. um, The guy from Bull. uh, Chris. uh, uh, Christopher Jackson. Olga Meredith. Um, who was in In the Heights. She originated that role. She was nominated for a Tony uh, for In the Heights uh, as the Abuela, and she's going to be in the the movie too, which I think is coming to HBO. I can't remember if it's going to HBO or movie theaters or both. I forget what things do now. And tell us um, about In the Heights. So In the Heights was actually Lin-Manuel Miranda's first show that he wrote. Uh, I feel like he wrote it in college. Or, yeah, or he when did. he was very young. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he when he brought it to producers... And they had started, you know, it was like off, 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 off Broadway and little, you know, workshops and stuff. And um, I don't know the entire story because I haven't seen it. But, um, you know, one of the keys is is whether or not um, the someone is going to get to go to college. And it's kind of all this kind of like buildup of 
of what it's like to be an immigrant um, and to achieve something that no one else has achieved and to, um, you know, bring yourself up and to, you know, kind of move your way through the world and then add on to that, you know, coming to America, in this case, New York, to do that. And um, the producer's like, well, that's cool, but the stakes aren't high enough. Why don't you make the girl pregnant? Yeah, that's it. Make her pregnant. And then, you know, her dad and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And he's like, no, that's not what this is about. And And they were like, well, getting to go to college isn't really that big of a deal. And he was like, well, for a lot of people, it is. And they pulled it. They scrapped it. He just, it, that was it. You know, I mean, it, it still ran in certain circles, but it was never the giant hit. Then Hamilton came along <laughs> and completely changed the world. And now everybody goes back to Lin-Mel Miranda like, hey, what else you got? What else you got? What else you got? So I am assuming that the In the Heights that we'll get to see is the In the Heights as he wrote it. Nice. Yeah. I just, I, I love that because I love that he didn't change it. He didn't change for the heart and soul of the story, regardless of the story, where, whether you're a, it has, I'm, what I, my point is, it has nothing to do with, with what, you know, college or not college or pregnant or not pregnant. My point is when an artist writes something that is important to them and a bunch of people in charge of making money about it tell you no, most artists, because they need the money, will cave. And Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't. He stayed a poor, starving artist until Hamilton came along. And And, um, he's Puerto Rican. And when the storm hit, he took so many of the proceeds from Hamilton to help rebuild and Mm -hmm. take care of Puerto Rico. That's wonderful. He's out front on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, COVID vaccination and, 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 and gay rights. And he's not gay, by the way, which doesn't really matter. But he's always just been... Uh, he's always been out front of what he feels is good and right for anybody who needs representation of what is good and right. And I just, plus he's just so cute. I know. Yeah, he is. It's adorable. (laughs) Adorable. I know. So, yeah. So Lin-Manuel Miranda, (laughs) pretty awesome. Broadway's back. I was telling Claire I was at Safeway Sunday and it said, you know, if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask. And But I, ha- I had mine around my neck, and I was like, I don't know. I'll see. You know, I go in, none of the checkers have masks. And I'm like, wow. And I'm walking up and down the aisles, and people are, like, smiling. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I feel like I'm at church. People are happy and smiling and, you know, <laughs> like loving on each other. It was fabulous. And I was telling Lori, I feel like people are going out of their way to smile right now. Do you, do you, do you notice that? or You know. I think so. You know, really, the last time I was really out was we were um, in eastern Washington a few weeks ago. And I did feel like people were in a better mood. And I think I found myself waving at people that were like <laughs> only 10 feet away. Okay. And, um, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Now that you say that, I feel like people have been really friendly and really um, going out of their way to, to smile or wave. Like, I'm not the only one waving. People were waving back, so. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I I did have one, though. Like, it is still up to businesses. Like, a a private business can can do what they think is right for their workers and their customers. And I was in a, I I won't name it, um, but I was in a a fast food type place the other day. And um, they were wearing masks. So, and there was a door, there was a big sign outside that said masks are still our policy. So, I wore my mask and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's in there wearing masks. And then this group of three people came in with no masks on. And what I presume was the manager, but she was like 16, said, hi, do you guys have masks? And they were like, no. And she was like, okay. And she went and she got three brand new clean masks and went and handed them to them. And two of them put them on and one of them didn't. And she waited because they didn't know what they wanted yet. And then when they finally started ordering, she said to the the woman who didn't have the mask on, she said, I'm sorry, ma'am, it's our policy. You're going to have to put the mask on. And the woman kind of did this giant eye roll and put on the mask, whatever. And I, it's like, okay, I get it. Like, it feels like the wide world has is unmasked now. But this business still has the policy. It's their business. And for pity's sake, don't put the 16-year-old who's probably making $9 an hour in a position of having to tell you to be an adult, you know? Um, and... That's what bothered me is like, I know some people are just like, oh, rules don't apply to me. But you know what? It's the same thing as no sho- no shirt, no shoes, no service right now. It's no mask. So just put it on for the 
five seconds it takes to place your order and then go outside and wait for your order. If you don't, if you have a breathing problem or some other mask issue, or maybe tell your friend what your order is and don't even come in. Yeah. Um, There's so many ways around that other than putting the teenager in a bad position, you know? Exactly. She didn't make the decision. And don't be so negative. Yeah. Don't be so Mm. negative when when they are trying to do their job. I know the whole mask thing is still a political thing, but don't make it. Yeah. Don't make it that way. Also, Mm -hmm. there's like I saw somebody post who has some vulnerable children with some... um, Uh, I don't know if they're birth defects or what exactly, but she was saying, hey, when you don't wear a mask, you're telling me you don't love my kids. And this was after the people stopped wearing a mask. And she Mm -hmm. said, you know, so I, you know, I felt like it was sad for her because she goes, when you won't wear a mask at church, now I can't go to church. When you don't wear a mask at the restaurant, now I can't go to the restaurant. And that is, that's unfortunate, but also there has to we have to start tapering down we we don't we can't live in mass and right. so i felt for her my heart went out to her because she's got kids that are vulnerable and there's a lot of friends i have that are cancer survivors and they you know it's like they're scared and i don't blame them but it it is really hard and i don't ever want someone to think i'm saying in your face i'm not wearing a mask you know i never want right. someone to think that we had a guy come uh, exterminator about a week ago, and he came in. He was in the full outfit, and I said, everyone here is vaccinated. You don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to, and he said, it's company policy. I need to, and I said, would you like me to wear one, and he said, nah, I don't care, <laughs> so it's interesting that he, you know, I don't know. I will never know personally what his perspective was, but he was following his company policy and and wearing one. And I I think that's part of it, too, is you don't want to risk somebody's job either. Right. I I respect their workplace, even when their workplace comes into my home. I wasn't going to demand he remove it for some political reason. You know, if he's got to wear it, he's got to wear it. Right. But yeah, I I do. I, I feel for vulnerable populations, Lori, because nobody knows. It's like that that old saying, you 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 know, you you don't be kind because you never know what someone else is going through. It's easy to sit and judge, and believe me, I am number one queen judge about, you know, people who are like like there's this golfer last week who got disqualified from a tournament because he failed a COVID test. He literally lost million probably about a million dollars at a major US golf tournament because he failed the COVID test. And I'm sitting here thinking, why aren't you vaccinated, you idiot? Well, you know what? There may be a reason he's not vaccinated and that he hasn't disclosed. And I don't know what that reason is, and I shouldn't judge. We are, we're quick to get there. But I keep reminding myself that there are a lot of people who there are many reasons why you would not be able to get a vaccination. Or maybe you have a vaccination, but you're still concerned about that tiny, tiny percentage of people who have still contracted the virus after being vaccinated. It's a small percentage, but it is scientifically possible. So you're right. We all, myself included, have to take a step back and and think about reasons why people, but by the same token, they should wear a mask. If that's the case, then maybe the mask signals, I'm, I'm not through with this, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. My daughter and my daughter-in-law both have uh, autoimmune diseases, and one chose to get the shot, and the other one said, not yet. I'm, I'm still worried that it'll have a, you know, make me really sick because of the autoimmune, not any political, not any, you know, thing mm-hmm. like that. But it really, it's a choice. And we, you know, people have a right. This is America. They have a right, right. to choose. Yeah, you, you absolutely do. Yeah, it's just so it be, because it's America. We also feel like we have the right to tell you what we think. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> and be offended at everything. Right, we're easily offended. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> oh my gosh, there was a story uh, in San Francisco yesterday of a a woman, a, a small independent coffee shop that's very popular. Who had to fire her husband? Um, what? Because 
not not while he was employed, but because he 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 works, I think, financially for the the coffee shop. But uh, as a contractor, he was on a job, and he got in an argument with someone, and he and the other gentleman exchanged racial slurs, and um, word got back to her, and she fired him for conduct unbecoming of her employees <laughs> I they're love still it. married but she's like i can't i can't very well you know i wouldn't be able to discipline anybody else if they did the same thing if i didn't discipline you right i wonder how um, he's like in the couch i know for <laughs> <laughs> the doghouse uh, oh my gosh speaking oh, of no. doghouse i just posted this story It was so dang cute. Claire, I know you're going to love it. So this family was out on a drive and they got in a car accident and their dog was ejected out of the car. And after everybody got there, they couldn't find the dog. And so this was like in Idaho. And so they started hanging up posters and posting online. So somebody in California saw the post and she sent the post to her uh, family in Idaho and they started asking each other. Well, sure enough, one of the um, brothers has a sheep farm and he looks out there and here's a dog herding his sheep. It was a border <laughs> collie. <laughs> he went to work. He went to work. He's like, I got to work. And so they re- reunited the dog with the family. I just, that was so. That's amazing. See, that's when social media does good stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. From Idaho to California and back and they found the dog. And he was herding sheep. How are the poor sheep going to be now that there's no dog? Well, they there? were a right. little terrorized. He wasn't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I know I'm supposed to do something here. I, I It's my, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, you're a weirdo. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm hurting. Oh, <laughs> so that was pretty cute. Yeah. A herd dog doing his thing. Yay. <laughs> Did you see the story about the I didn't get to read the whole thing, but there was a I guess a little boy whose their dog needed surgery and they couldn't afford it. So he sold his Pokemon card collection to pay for the dog's surgery. Aww. This is like a lot of money. Yeah. I mean I didn't know people still did Pokemon cards or that they still held any value, but apparently they were worth a few thousand dollars. Oh, it's back um, in, and I should have saved yeah. my kids' Pokemon cards because it's back in and big. I think I just no, gave them away. I think I gave them to the thrift. <laughs> I know a few weeks ago, I think it was just a few weeks ago or a month ago, like Target couldn't sell anymore because they were, you know, just, I think, causing fights or something. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do kids still yeah. play the game? I think I think they play it differently. Like, you know, I think Uh what brought it back was that big uh, where they were going outside and finding everything. Yeah. Pokemon Go. Yeah. And so it brought it back. So they collect the cards, but I don't really know that they play any game that I know of. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. my grandkids love it. So did we talk about the lemonade stand last week? No, we a couple we, weeks ago, a few weeks two, ago, or two weeks ago, you you uh, before, when Anna was on vacation, you were telling us uh, about your entrepreneurial daughter, and uh, as I recall, you had to make an investment, but she had to no, she had to ask you to make an investment, which you chose to do, and then she had to go and entrepreneurial do this lemonade stand in competition with every other kid in town that was doing a lemonade stand, every corner so, in Reading. <laughs> uh huh. So how did it go? So I started watching for pictures, and she had built a stand. Of course, her dad builds, and so he helped her. But she had built a stand, and she sat behind it, and her goal was 100 cups. And sure enough, she sold 100 cups by 3 o'clock. Wow. Yeah. I, I was a pal- proud grandma. I saw grandma. the picture. Yeah. She's adorable. She is. I mean, she's... Anyway. And that stand looked like the stand that Lucy from yes. Nuts uses as her <laughs> psychologist or the... For five cents. Uh-huh. But so cute. Very nicely done. Yeah. And she, of course, she's so sweet. And she thanked everybody as they came in. And uh, so it was pretty awesome. And her dad's a teacher. So I'm sure a lot of people... Uh, came out because, you know, they knew what was going on. And it wasn't a school project. It was an extra thing. It's called Pennies on Purpose. It's a financial um, teaching program for youth who want to be entrepreneurs and want to learn about financial things. That is wonderful. 
I know she had some, in order to up the competition, she had some special ideas. What, do you remember what those were? Yeah, if you wanted like an umbrella, it was a little bit more, or if you wanted maybe a straw. Uh, but what I saw the sign was one uh, media, a regular size was a dollar and a large cup was two dollars. And then I noticed she had this little basket beside the stand. I don't know if you saw that full of masks that I had made to give her to sell a long time ago, but they never worked that out. So she was I don't know if she was giving them away or selling them too, but yeah. Bonus. Wow. Yeah. So she sold her hundred cups, and and what happens to your investment? Now she has to pay me back, which is hard because I I would love to say just keep it, but I have to I have to do what the program says, and I'll save it for the next time she needs an investment. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What a great program, and and how old is she? Nine. So this was all for kids about that age. Yeah, I, I think it it actually starts at like five and goes through uh, high school. Wow. For wow. the whole financial yeah. thing. They have one per grade. But this was probably the younger kids. And, um, you know, she went and picked the, they live in California. She went and picked the lemons and they squeezed them all. It wasn't just a mix up, you know, make it a wow. mix. Mm-hmm. Fresh squeezed. Yeah. And they had to take a little health course to learn how to, you know, wash their hands and make sure they were doing it in a cleanly way. Right. 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 (laughs) Our employees wash their hands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it reminds me of, I think we talked about this last week, all the, um, were we talking about typing and how, uh, maybe it was just me and Lori, we don't know how to type and we wish we'd, uh, that I wish I'd taken typing in high school. And I was saying, I really wish I'd taken computers in high school. Another thing I'd wish I'd done in high school was a program called DECA. Yes. Which was basically business. Oh. It's basically what you're talking about only in school for high schoolers. And they ran like the school store where you could get candy and extra supplies and stuff like that. And I never understood what they were doing at the time, but I, but I get it now. They were learning how to run a business. My daughter took that. You, My daughter was in DECA. So did my kid too. Yeah. I remember yeah. he had some big event and he he did a radio thing. What did he do? Yeah. Our promotions director decided to invest in him and, you know, paid for whatever he needed to get it done. And basically what he did was he put up a booth on DECA Day to promote the fact that Warm 106.9 was about to do the holiday music really, really soon. So he was playing Christmas music. Gus gave him like all this stuff, like Warm 106.9 paraphernalia, all the, I think there was like, I don't know, lipstick. Or, I mean, not lipstick. Yeah, lip chapstick. And yeah. gave him the music list to play and everything. And, and it looked good. But yeah, it was a, it was a good program. DECA. Yeah, DECA. Speaking of Christmas music, Backstreet Boys, they have a Christmas album coming out. I know. It's June. We already have a Christmas album coming out. Mm Mm-hmm. Got to plan ahead. (laughs) I'm just saying. Got to get on the playlist. (laughs) Start, Claire. They need to start. Yep. (laughs) Every week we get a countdown. How many days till Christmas? (laughs) It's like 200 and something right now, right? Very possibly. I I actually try not to look at it. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) Days till Christmas or days till warm turns on the Christmas music? Because that's always like a secret. That's like a secret. That's a secret. Days till Christmas. Yeah. So (laughs) they won't won't say. Right. They won't say just one day it's there. Last year it was really early because we needed it really bad. We did. We did. It was so early. Oh, yeah. It was the earliest I can remember. I think it was like after Halloween. I think it was. Yeah. But, you know, it was Ridiculous? No. It was about when, well, I think it's because that's when people started putting up Christmas lights. Like people wanted to be right. happy about something. And mm-hmm. so people just started putting up Christmas lights in like September or October and then mm-hmm. kept them up till right. February or March. And yeah, I mean, I, no shame in that. I love Christmas lights and Christmas music. Yeah. In fact, people were already starting Christmas lights around a year ago today, I think. Yeah. I felt, I, I think, think I right. felt like I was doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's going to be a, a lot of big 4th of July celebrations this year. Me too. I think that I, I seem to remember uh, President Biden saying that that's he wanted the goal of, of whatever 70 percent vaccinated so that we could have a big Independence Day. And I don't I don't know if we're going to get to the 70 percent, but I think everybody's ready to get to the party. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like here in Washington state, Inslee is pretty sure most 
things are going to open by June 30th, like at full capacity and no more, like whatever bulk of the remaining restrictions that we have now are just going to be lifted. By the time July 4th, just a few days later, we're all going to want to do something. Yeah. Right. It's like, wow, we can be out in public. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting Then circling back to what we were talking about at the beginning, you know, with masks and everything, it does like... I mean, the notion of being in a crowd full of people that, you know, haven't taken a shower and God knows what's going on um, (laughs) has kind of always been with us. It just feels like we're more aware of it now. Like I know for myself, I am never going to stop using hand sanitizer and washing my hands all the time. I feel like I've learned a lesson just because of this very virulent virus. But I mean, let's face it, there's always been things out there, right? Whether it's the flu or, you know, whatever you catch from from whoever, you know. Um, I wonder if, you know, if there are other people like that who, who, whatever the policies are, are going to, are going to wear a mask or gloves or hand sanitize all the time now, you know, do people, will people look at crowd events differently now, even, even a year from now when this is all over? Yeah, it'll be interesting, won't it? Like, I don't know, my husband and I went out to a restaurant for the first time uh, a few weeks ago. I wanted to wear my mask. Why nobody else was and it was like, you know, crowded in there and stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be I don't want to be the only one wearing a mask. I don't know if, you know, if everybody else is like that, but I don't want to be the only one. Well, that's how I felt on Sunday. I was like, do I wear it? Do I not? I, you know, are people going to give me the stink eye or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if your community threw fireworks, would you go? I, I never do. So I don't know that I would. Why start now? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're, th- we're thinking about doing a, a, a run, a 5K, right? Nice. My sister-in-law and I have been running together and we need a goal. And there's a, a community 4th of July 5K here. And I think that would be really fun. And um, there's just that little tiny, little tiny part in the back of my mind that's like, oh, that's a lot of people. But... It's outdoors, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm vaccinated. It's outdoors. I don't have to hug everybody, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting. It's it's like how long is that going to take to get out of your mind a little bit, you know. But then again, we went to the farmer's market last week and there were a lot of people there. And, um, you know, it's about half half masks, half not. But when you're when you're run, your your breath is like shooting a little further out. Yeah, that's true. But in, <laughs> in theory, you're further away from people. To that. Right. You're out in front. Depends on how fast you run. No, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my, my motivation to do my fastest 5K ever. I got to stay ahead of all you people. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. <laughs> like that would happen. So, Claire, I just see a picture of you on Facebook. Oh, what I do? Uh, it was probably an old picture, you and Fitz and uh, um, Drew and everybody wishing Corey a happy birthday. Oh, Corey Dillon. Yeah. Yeah, it's his birthday. Okay. Yeah. So, but this must have been last year because you were all together. So. Yeah. Go to Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T, Bryant. Fitz Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. Young Ryder. Yeah. Young Ryder. What are the young and oh, I mean? Oh yes. Oh, there's Margaret. <laughs> Margaret the Mover. She's one of one of our best listeners. Oh. Um, yeah, that is definitely Corey Dillon's birthday. I mean, that's not the occasion of the picture. That oh. was I can't remember what we were giving away that day. It was June. Was it a barbecue? Might have been a grill. We might have been giving away a grill. Hmm. Was it an air fryer? A, I feel like it was a grill for a grill. Hmm. Something like that. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, I always forget so, how tall uh, Fitz is, and, oh. and then you then you stand by him and it's like, oh my god, he's a monster. <laughs> he's huge. He's so tall. He's huge. You know how tall he is. Looking at that picture, Drew is tall. Eight foot. Drew, Drew is like six two. So oh imagine how tall Fitz is if Drew is that wow. much taller. Oh my god. Yeah, he's uh, six seven, six eight. I think he's six seven. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's a big fella. Wow. And his uh, his I think his Boys are going to be tall too. His a uh, couple of his boys are going to be that height. Not all of them, but yeah, they're growing like weeds. His little twins. I was going to say, how about the twins? Are they already like six foot tall? Pretty much, they're yeah. Like, yeah. And everyone, they were just born last year. Yeah, they so look like kindergartners. They're six foot tall, and you know, 
This is the craziest thing. I'm trying to think back on my life. I don't think I've ever known fraternal twins before. I think every, all the twins that I've ever known in my life have been identical. And so it's interesting to me to see the photos of them. I haven't seen them since they were born. So it's, they're going to be a year old soon this week or next week. Um, and uh, it's interesting how different they look now, even at a year old. I mean, they look like brothers. You could tell they have the same parents, but um, it's crazy that they're twins because yeah. <laughs> they don't look alike. <laughs> we, we had neighbors that had actually two sets of twins and the first one were boy girl. The second set were two boys, but they were, um, they were uh, not identical. And what was so funny was one of them looked a lot like my youngest and people thought those two were twins. <laughs> <laughs> Your kid. <laughs> yeah. Not the real twin. So that was funny. Yeah. That would have been See, quite a feat of motherhood to have twins by two different mothers. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm the I'm the opposite of you, Claire. I've only known fraternal twins and no identical twins. I don't think I've known any identical twins. Um, but yeah, I only know the ones that don't look like each other. You know, you didn't never knew the kids that that switched identities to see if people would notice. I wish I did. Oh my God! Oh, maybe I have see that now. That sounds like a situation I've I've seen or yeah. been a part of. Parent <laughs> trap. I knew these. Yeah, I knew yeah. these girls. <laughs> that, that was it. I knew these girls who did it every time we had a substitute teacher. They would switch identities. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I didn't, I didn't know them apart either. I mean, I I grew up with these girls, and I, to this day, I don't think I'd know. You know what? I this is true story. I went to uh, my senior prom. My friend Kim and I double dated with twins, Chuck and Jean. Uh, I won't say their last name, Chuck and Jean. And um, to this day, I don't remember who I went with. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it was Jean. I'm almost, I, I'm sure it was Jean. And Kim went with Chuck. But I can't be sure. <laughs> I just don't remember. I knew then, but now I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I feel terrible. They're really nice guys, but, you know, they look alike. Who who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so this just came up. So, But my, my son, there was a lot of twins in his class. And so there were identical twins, and they were really hard to tell apart. And they were really quiet, and my son was really loud. So they'd come over and hang out, and their mom would come to get them, and she'd go, how were they? I would go, oh, they were so obnoxious. And she would just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so but i you know i'm from whidbey island remember um you remember fitz used to do crimes in coopville oh yes so a friend just po- posted the island scanner at 10 50 at um at 4 17 p.m a caller on 4th street reported that a naked person was taking a bath in a creek next to the apartments very next one 246 uh, Northeast Harvest Road, resident reported that a naked woman was at the front door. <laughs> it's, maybe it's a Coopville thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Local police responded immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I loved crime in Coopville. That was like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Not the crime, but just talking about it. <laughs> People would say... Really? Is there that much crime in Coopville? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hang on a second. Is it a crime to be naked in your own hot tub? I doubt it. But maybe if it's sort of on somebody else's uh, um, property a little bit, then maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Asking for a friend. <laughs> They've been, uh, the girls have been, uh, Sharon and her sister have been talking about putting in a hot tub here in the, in the backyard. Um, but that's an undertaking. I mean, you got to build structure for it and, you know, there's a, there's a, it's not just like, you know, blowing up an above ground pool. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And, um, but I've just been thinking about it like, oh man, that'd be nice. Mm. Woo. Cause it gets cold here at night. Yeah. So it would be nice to like be in the hot tub. I would dig it. And then there wouldn't be any lawn left to mow. Because it would be taken up by the hot tub. <laughs> how big is this hot tub going to be? <laughs> well, the question is, how small is the lawn? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly. There'd be a deck. I mean, we'd want a deck around it, right? And then you'd like walk on the deck, and then you'd, you'd step down into the hot tub. So you'd have to build it up to build it down. And 
Um, yeah, I would have like a grill out there and a little like um, covered, um, what's the word? Not cupola, but little like covered part. Gazebo. Gazebo. That's it. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. That's the plan. Oh, by the way, uh, can I borrow about a quarter of a million dollars? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that much, is it? No, but I, we'd have other things we want to do, too. You want a good one. Yeah. They, they got, they, you know. We need a cabana boy. If you go to those, you go to those fairs and they, you know, they sell them at the fairs for, I don't know if it's cheaper, but, you know, don't they usually have good deals on hot tubs at those places? Or are they like uh, overblown prices? One or the other. One or the other, yeah. But we, we have this whole vision of like a whole hot tub region. Yeah. Region. <laughs> well, you know, I swim in the morning and um, first thing they did was close the hot tub and they still haven't opened it. And Aww. I think I cry every day. I'm like, oh, the hot tub. <laughs> Why did they close it? I guess they feel like it's too germy. I don't know. You'd think it would kill the germs. You, you would think. Me too, because of the heat. It's usually like 108 or something in there, right? Yeah. Well, no, I think it's yeah. 101 or two. I think it's more that you're sweating on each other. Yeah, maybe that. Oh, that's pretty gross. But see, but then back to what I was saying before, that's gross anyway. I mean, pandemic or no pandemic, you're still sweating next to some person. Yeah. Right? Ew. So, yeah, but if you do the six feet, you know, you're, I mean, pool hot tubs are pretty big. You can, you can be six feet away. But still, you're in the same water as their fluids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you have to say fluid? I know. She just you ruined it. And the mist. And the mist coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you know the bathroom mist? Well, this is the hot tub mist. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I'm so sorry, hot tub industry that's listening. Yes. I, I really do like your products. <laughs> I think that Claire's going to plant some lawn now. <laughs> yeah, really. No, no, I just won't invite anybody over. It'll just be our hot tub. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just for the family. This is only for the household. No family sharing. Family and I get and, it. Uh, I get it. And lots of chlorine and, and all that. <laughs> Mostly chlorine. A right. Bit of water. <laughs> right. It's just a, the water. a hot bowl of chlorine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen yeah. to Learn or Not does not condone bathing in a hot bowl of chlorine. Thought I better say that. Thanks for the disclaimer. That's good. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, the, I do have to say, though, I mean, um, like, I, I can only go by what I've seen maybe in the, like, the Piala Fair, you know, displays of hot tubs. But, you know, they, yeah, they really do have... A, a a beautiful array of of uh, of hot tubs that you know, like the lighting. The lighting. I don't know if that's what does it, or for most people, maybe the the jets. Yeah. <laughs> the lighting. I'm I'm always impressed with the lighting. It looks like a discotheque in water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That I would attend. Yes. If invited. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. And if you're, I, you're okay right. with me wearing a wetsuit. <laughs> and just think, if you made that light ultraviolet, you would kill more germs, right? There you go. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you, may, you can wear a wetsuit in, in our hot tub if you wish. In fact, if you wear you a wetsuit, appreciate we'll it, you then less sweat. Yeah. Right. Less body fluids. Exactly. Yep. For me. You might. I'm not sure it's good for you. I don't think you're supposed to wear a wetsuit in a hot tub. <laughs> So it's a no? <laughs> I think you'll parboil if you do that. <laughs> isn't that like grilling corn on the cob in the husk? I mean, isn't that like... <laughs> yeah, it's or, like or twice as hot. Making a tamale. Making a tamale. <laughs> or the microwavable wrap. Right. Oh. You'd be a hot pocket is what you'd be. <laughs> your little, your little cardboard pocket. box. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. She's done. She's done. Oh my gosh. Oh. Especially when it says enter at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also want a seal tank, but probably what? not at this house. Have a seal? A seal tank? Yeah, that's always my thing. Like if I ever strike the lottery and have like, you know, un like I'm so much money I don't know what to do with, I want a, a big house with a big seal uh seal enclosure behind it 
so seals can come play in my backyard and live and be happy and eat fish and do whatever they do. But I just want to swim with them. Cute. Yeah. They are a little puppies, aren't they? Yeah. They are. When so when um, we were growing up, we lived uh, Lagoon Point, and so we lived against the bank. And then there was a lagoon, and then there was a street with two rows of house, you know, house on either side, and then the the bay. And one stormy day, a seal washed up on the South Lagoon, and Floyd Hardenbrook brought it over to the lagoon, and he put a um, a screen over the. The big thing that let the water in and out of the lagoon, the big um, pipe, and because it was so little, and it stayed in the lagoon, and we swam with it all summer long. We named it Charlie, and then fall came, and he went and moved the screen, and one day we went down there, we're like, where's Charlie? And he's like, oh, I moved the screen. It was time for him to go. We're like, he didn't ask us. (laughs) But yeah, that was pretty awesome, swimming with the seal. That is so cool. Did you like, did he fetch and stuff? Um, no, but he would like you'd swim on your back, you'd be back floating, and you'd swim right up onto you, right up Whoa. onto your stomach. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah, wow, that would freak me out. So seals are not dangerous creatures at all. Like they won't gnaw on you. No, but here's the thing: people want to touch them, and that's when they get in trouble. If you touch a baby seal, then its mom won't take it back. And so I but, remember you saying it, that one time. But it got up on you, so it touched you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it was different because we were in the water swimming and it wasn't going back to its mom. Okay, got it. But like when there's this place called um, Dungeness Spit where we would go and ride horses and um, there was always rangers all over because people won't see the seals basking the baby seals and they want to go pet them and pick them up. And you you just can't do that because the parents will not take them back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So now they have seal watchers that... You know, walk the beach to keep people away from the seals so they can bask. When you go to um, like any of the piers out here, like in Oregon, Oregon coast, um, some of them, like in Astoria, especially the seals, well, sea lions, I guess, have taken over some of the piers. And there's just like a hundred of them laying out there in the sun. And sometimes they'll turn over, you know, so cute. I just want to go play with them so bad. I've. I've heard they can be a little mean in that in that context, um, but but I don't think I think it sounds like in Lori's situation it was a seal. It was just it was I a baby. Wanted, wish I'd been there. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I'd known you then. Yeah, <laughs> I would have come over. I would have yeah. spent the whole summer there. Claire, come swim. <laughs> she would have named the seal. Yeah, what well, his name was Charlie. It? Charlie. <laughs> He already knows. So (laughs) before we go, did any of you see uh, Simon Cowell give the golden buzzer Mm -mm. on America's Got Talent? You haven't seen that. I should have sent it. So this tiny little girl comes out with just really short hair and kind of a quiet voice and, um, you know, says what she's going to do and. And then they ask her, like, what song? And she says, well, it's one I wrote. And you can see him, like, going, oh, great, you know. And um, she said that she has cancer, and she wrote this song um, because you have to live every day. And they asked her, well, how are you now? She goes, well, I still have cancer, and I've got a 2% survival. And then she sang this amazing song, and Simon lost it. I thought that all my problems, they would stay behind. I was a stick of dynamite and it just was a matter of time, yeah Oh dang, oh my, now I can't hide Said I knew myself, but I guess I lied It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay If you're lost, we're all a little lost and it's alright It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay If you're lost, we're all Simon lost it. He goes, I'm not giving you a yes. And then he hit the golden buzzer. And um, and the song was amazing. It's like, it's going to be okay. You know, it's okay if you're not, if you're hurting, it's okay if you're sick. But, you know, let's make the best of it while we're here. It was amazing. Wow. And it was on America's Got Talent? Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't, watch the show the golden buzzer is uh, is pressed when remind us what it is Lori it it's beyond 
what you could have expected. They win the show. They get on the show. Because I think okay. don't America's Got Talent, isn't it kind of like picking out people to then compete? So they're, they're auditions. So this is still the auditions, and these are the people who get to go. I think they call it going to Hollywood. Like these are the people that, that get to – it's like the – um, it's like American Idol's golden ticket, or I forget what it's called, but yeah. Night Birdie. Her, oh, Night Bird is her name? Yeah. Well, no, that's not her name, but she said when she sings, she goes by Night Birdie or Night Bird, and they okay. ca- you could see them going, oh, this is going to be good, you know, like not. Right. Oh. And then it yeah. just oh. – it was it was amazing. I I think I teared up. Good message, and he used to, he used to be the mean guy. I think he still is. That's what's so amazing about it. <laughs> Somebody touched that heart of his. Right. You touched that Grinch heart. <laughs> his heart grew <laughs> through that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, you sent that thing about um, was it Simone encouraging? Her tennis oh, partner, the, uh, Naomi Osaka. Oh, yeah, and, Naomi. Uh, Coco Goff. Yeah, that was oh, really yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So last week when we were talking about Naomi Osaka, a few days later, it made it made me realize we could have also pointed out when you know we were talking about Pierce Morgan, who just he doesn't seem to believe people when they say they need to take a mental break or they have mental anxiety. So for whatever reason, he he says that kind of stuff. He did it to Meghan Markle. He did it to Naomi Osaka. The thing is, it was a couple years ago when Naomi Osaka had consoled Coco Goff, who is younger, after a U.S. Open match. And maybe it was because of the defeat. Coco was upset, but Naomi Osaka was just consoling her and saying, you did such a good job. And she was trying to make her feel better and just was so caring to her after this this match. And so you could clearly see she was already addressing someone else's mental well-being and right. sadness. So yeah, she has always made a big deal out of people's mental well-being, including her own. So why would you question that? Not that that's the only reason, but it's just like, why would you question somebody's mental well-being when they're saying this? And this is the kind of thing that would encourage other people to take a mental break and and to admit, you know, when probably they may be in an environment or community where they simply don't feel like they can because of people like Pierce Morgan, you know, Mm -hmm. now we get to say it. It just seems sad. It just seems really sad that somebody would be so vulnerable and then somebody with some, you know, pull and I wouldn't call it authority at all, but would say, I don't believe you. I mean, I do another podcast on Fridays. I don't know if you guys know about this. And it's it's um, people who are abused, uh, sexually abused as children and they're adults now and how they're coping and how they find forgiveness and freedom from that because it can totally wreck your life and you might not find the freedom. And the biggest thing we always say is if somebody ever comes to you and tells you, hey, when I was a kid, I think I was abused, whatever, you always say, I believe you. And to hear him constantly going, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. It's like no victim should ever have to explain themselves. And people like him re-victimize victims all the time. And it's it's horrible. Mm. There is a, a a huge story coming out of Michigan um, as we speak, really. Um, another one of these cases of a physician related to a university who was abusing students back, we're going back to like the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And um, the students had informed the football coach. So remember years ago, it was uh, Penn State and Joe Paterno. Uh, now it's the University of Michigan and Bo Schembechler. And apparently a lot of the, the boys had, had come to Schembechler and told them what happened. He told them to toughen up and uh, nobody reported it. And hundreds of kids were affected. Today, news came out that Coach Schembechler's own son, a man named Matt Schembechler, who's now 60 years old, says that he too was abused by the doctor, that he too went to his father and told him what happened, and his father told him to toughen up and never reported it. And this is uh, this is blockbuster earth-shattering for people of Michigan, Michigan fans, college football, all of that kind of stuff, this, this, this cover-up you know, of, of these horrible crimes that were committed for, for many, many years. Um, 
And that's the thing is when you, people just don't believe, they don't, they don't want to believe, they choose not to believe, or they think even if they did believe they can't do something like the, the tragic situations where a, a child tells the other parent that a parent has abused them and that other parent either doesn't believe them or chooses not to believe them because they're afraid of losing the marriage relationship. Right, right. Because right. um, they'll have to do happen. something. Yeah, because then you'll then you'll have to you'll have to act in some way, and it's 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 heartrending. It's just heart shattering. And you're right, people like Pierce Morgan, and I never know, Anna. I honestly never know whether he really believes the things he says or whether he does it for attention and ratings. Obviously, it's not ratings anymore because he doesn't currently have a, a program that I'm aware of. But I always I often feel like they do it for attention. They don't really believe the things they believe. But maybe I just want to believe that. I don't know what's worse, being a mercenary or just being unfeeling, you know. Um, but it is, it is, it's very head shaking. And and Lori, I I love that you have that podcast, and I I I love that there are. Um, I'm I'm sorry there are so many people who have to participate in it, but I'm so glad that it's there for those people. We interviewed a rabbi, Rabbi uh, Avrame Zippel. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's in uh, Utah, and he was on Elizabeth Smart's um, podcast. You know, she has one. She's the girl yeah. who was kidnapped and. They actually found her. And he was abused by his babysitter for years from eight to 18. And I saw an interview with uh, a, a news guy and he said, well, how come you never like told anyone? And, you know, and it's like he was eight years old and she threatened him. But mm-hmm. a lot of people have realized it because they see it like law and order. They're seeing there's Bull. Um, I don't know if you ever watch Bull, but they're showing videos like for men, it's really hard. Not that it's not hard for women, but for men, there's a whole different aspect of telling people and if you don't tell your story and you don't you don't get relieved from the pain but if you get help you tell your story then it loses its power over you and so this this rabbi man he is on fire and he's a big advocate and it was just so great to hear he actually at um like it happened until he was 18 about 28 I think he um, went to a counselor. He never told anyone. He wasn't ever going to tell anyone. And the counselor wanted him to report. So he ended up, they ended up finding the babysitter, reporting her, and she went to prison for 25 years. And to the last moment, she said, oh, you misunderstood. That wasn't what it was at all. Oh, my goodness. Were there other victims of the same person? That's what they think. It was just when COVID hit. So there really, there was no focus on it. Um, because, you know, the world was falling apart. But since then, people have emailed him and um, let him know that, you know, when she moved on, (laughs) she moved on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, you know, we we have to believe people when they talk about mental health and mental Mm -hmm. illness. And honestly, what have you got to lose if you say, I believe you and it's not true? What have you got to lose? Because what if they're right and you say, I believe you? You've just validated somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Yeah. That's such a good point. Um, you know, I, it, it really would be disappointing if Pierce Morgan really didn't believe what he was saying and is only doing it for attention. That's, it really does more harm than good to be that way. Mm-hmm. Because you got a whole society that's now, that's finally trying to help people come to terms with it and to get help for it and everything. And then there's people like him that just turning it around for whatever reason. If it's attention, that really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. To get ratings or, you know, to be that obnoxious person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be obnoxious, be obnoxious with someone that's really doing something rotten. Not with someone right, who's right. trying to get help and make awareness. <laughs> yeah. Right. And right. You, you saw that they named the baby after Diana. Oh, I love I it. I love it. Yes. Love it. And Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They named yes. Lilibet Diana. Yeah. Yes. Love it. So cute. Lily. The Lily. Oh. Lily. <laughs> yeah. Yay. 
I know I was reading something somewhere that it I guess the baby's like ninth in line to the throne or, or something like that. But the the article pointed out it bumped Prince Andrew down to ten. <laughs> like, oh <my> God. <laughs> Dang. It's like they're doing everything they can to uh, nope, don't worry about Prince Andrew, he's way over there. <laughs> oh man. Like who cares? <laughs> you know? Oh goodness. Well, ladies, it's been real. We gotta go, and and it's it's not it's not because of Clara or Lori this time. It's because of me. <laughs> That's right. My turn. Somewhere to be. <laughs> we believe you. We believe you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. They got places to go. Things to do. That's right. Well, Sadie hasn't barked yet, but but she is snoring, so I guess that'll do it. Oh, okay. Wake up, Sadie. <laughs> And my landscapers have arrived, so it got noisy. <laughs> there you <Okay>. go. <laughs> it's just it's getting loud in here. <laughs> so uh, that is it for us. Thank you for keeping us company, everyone. How do you get in touch with us? You can go to our Listen and Learn or Not Facebook page. Um, Lori and Claire, do you, how do people get a hold of you? Do you have like an Instagram or a TikTok or anything like that? TikTok. <laughs> no. I think if you reach out to our Facebook page, we can... You know, private message. I think we have to turn that on. So we'll yeah. we'll do that. I'm also on Twitter at Claire Beverly. That's my favorite place to be. Me too. I love Twit. Twitter. I mean, <laughs> I love Twitting. <laughs> I love Twitting. Uh, you can look me up on uh, Instagram at just dot me dot Anna dot D. Oh, isn't that cute? Just me. That's Andy. cute. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. I'm on Facebook, Lori Hardy, H-A-R-D-I-E. Look her up, look her up. And she's also on the warm, warm page, too. Yeah. 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 All right, everyone. That said, thank you for listening to Listen and Learn or, or not. not. And then, hi, Lynn. Oh, hey, Jimmy. I'm so excited to be on the show tonight. Isn't this great? Yeah, it is great. It's, uh, it's great. You okay, bud? You seem pretty down. Well, it's just like I was walking to work today. I walked to the theater district and just made me miss Broadway. Wait, Jimmy, didn't you hear? Broadway's coming back. Broadway's coming back? Yeah, Broadway's coming back in September. This is so amazing. Man, I, I miss going to see a play. And I miss playing. Broadway, oh Broadway, you're finally coming back. I miss drinking wine out of sippy cups and a $20 snack. A night at the theater, my favorite kind of day. I even miss the people who always show up late. Hi, I, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I think it's my throat throw I'm sorry. No, Thank you. I'm an I. I miss Henry's wives in six. Ex-wives. Think of all that alimony. I miss that brooding phantom The only masked singer with a Tony I miss the ladies of Chicago Candy's legs kick even higher I miss that anxious Evan Hansen Yes, I'm cute, but I'm a liar I miss going down to Hades Town. For true love, I'll go far I wanna yell, don't turn around To the guy with the guitar On the west side, there's a story About the jets and sharks where fighting is just dancing And the lions hit their marks It's been a year of quarantine It's time for company Bobby, Bobby Come from away taught me all about hospitality Sorry, sorry I miss Mormons telling me hello, hello. Founding fathers dueling Whoa. Whoa Dancers can can canning through Paris I miss trying out for chorus lines A whole new world would be divine And feeling like I'm defying gravity Sorry, again, if you pounds are in quarantine. It's okay, Jimmy, keep going. But most of all, I miss the crowds. The theater's packed, they're cheering so loud. I just hope we make it through. But Lynn, we have a full audience now. We do. Yeah, man, we do. We do. You say it's 
It's been a full year since you've seen a live show or a play You cry in the terrible sourdough starter you made to get by We've gone mad Remember we've been in containment for hundreds of days But it's not all bad In September for your entertainment, Broadway's back And you'll be back soon, you'll see You'll remember what it's like to be In Times Square for a show Waving hi to every drunk Elmo Take a break from your food Your pet plants are safe inside their rooms Won't you please come with us There is life beyond your friends at Netflix Hulu, Peacock, Disney Plus La-da-da-da-da. 